0: Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. Um, Lucky for you today, this could be um, a 25-minute thing or it could be a 125-minute thing, so I'm thinking it's going to lean more towards the 25-minute because Yahweh started to speak something to me. And I told Ben, I'm very careful about releasing something that I don't feel has com- come completely full circle or that I don't quite understand, but I feel a release this morning to, to talk about something. So I don't know how it's going to come out, but I, it, it all came from last weekend, really, um, about this time when, um, when we started to discuss the live stream thing. And um, and Yahweh just, Yahweh just challenged me. I was very excited. I was the one that said I wanted to have it. Pastor Jeff worked very hard to get the live stream up and running. Um, and, and for those of you that weren't here, there was just a moment where all of a sudden I turned and was like, shut that thing off. Poor Morris. I have had to apologize to him a few times, even though he tells me not to. But I was just under that, that place of just like almost like a righteous anger uh, for this house and being super protective over what we have here. And not just serving that out to people that don't have, uh, aren't, I'm careful to say this, because I'm not trying to rebuke everybody that's out there. The heart is really that I just want, I want to be protective over those that are a part of this family that are here, right? And, um, and you know my, my own sister is a part of this group. My sister lives in Nashville, and this is this is her church, really. This is what she she faithfully ties here. She, listens, she watches the live stream since it's been up and running before uh, she she listens to the podcast, and all those things are great and, and good. but but Yahweh uh, brought me back to a time where I was going to leave. Evan and I were leaving here and we were going somewhere else and I sat with Apostle and just told him and and his word to me was uh, that I I bless you in going but you need to find a place. You got to find a home. You need to find a family. And, uh, and those weren't his exact words, but, but that's what Yahweh brought to me uh, that day. And I, and I just, I believe that what we do is just that as a culture and just society as a whole, technology changes. And I'm not against technology. I'm, I'm thankful that, uh, you know, Apostle Damon has his Carolina Revival things and he live streams those. And those are great to lis- listen and be a part of. It doesn't compare to being there but but I, but i like that it's it's not it's not that it's bad but when it comes to this every day sunday morning the thing that we that we have here together i'm just i'm very protective over that so just to give you some clarification there is live stream going on however it's it's only going to be accessible if you come to us and, and have a, a need or a reason. I understand that some people have medical issues. They would be here if not. Sometimes you're just going out of town, and you just, man, I just want to, I want to be a part as much as I can be. I just don't want to make it accessible for people that don't live here to, to feel like they can replace the gathering uh, with, with just looking at services. So many people, I mean, it turns this thing into like, you know, have it your way type of deal. It, it, it produces the grass is greener. If you don't like this... If this isn't something that you, guess what? Just get up and go over here. There's a, you know what? Don't even go. Just sit behind your computer and feel like you're receiving a word, but you're really just kind of catering it to, to, to your needs and your wants. But when you come into like a family and you root yourself into a family, what I believe Yahweh is doing today, then, you, then, then it doesn't really matter what takes place, right? It's that this is home, this is family, this is where I belong. And so it doesn't have to just line up exactly with what, I, I just know that it's for me because I'm rooted here. And so, I, so Yahweh just started to speak to me more and more, a term that we always use here is family. We, we call ourselves the family, and, and people have the, the church or the ecclesia or whatever else, and, and some people even call it family, but, but I truly see this, ha- this house and this gathering as a family, and, I, and I'm, one of the things I've noticed so much in, in, in this culture and in the church Christian world these days is that there's the you know we even especially in the kingdom world we use this thing of we're moving out of the church age into the kingdom age right and, and it's always it's always this shift we're shifting from the church age to the kingdom age and when there's any kind of a shift and things are changing you get people that want to jump out in front and let me get a hold of the next revelation instead of just sitting back and resting and seeing what is he actually doing right like let, let's not make let's not be like act like we have to do something right now and we're released from something and we just you see it's a rooting system yeah. right that, that it's not that because you use the term church now we don't shouldn't gather It shouldn't be like that. I don't care if you do it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Sunday at 10 a.m., I like it. It's what works. We can all come together. It's something consistent that we can expect. But there is absolutely a need for us to come together as family because it's actually how Yahweh designed us as human beings. when When I asked Ben a long time ago, I said, what's the point of church? What's the point of even coming together? He said... I don't, I really don't know the answer to that except for, you know, I guess it's biblical. And he kind of jumped around for a little bit. And then he said, you know what? He sat back kind of frustrated because I was trying to get him to prove something to me first off. But he sits back and he just says, you know what, man, there's something that I can get there that I can't get on my own. And it's, it is the truth. It's, it's so true. Uh, There's a, there's a, um. Scripture in Psalms that says, that, that Yahweh highlighted for me, it says that he leads us out like sheep and then takes us into the wilderness like a flock. He, he, there's so, there's not, it's not an excuse to, to say, now I'm part of a family, I don't need the secret place. He, he, he designed us as sheep. We're always referred to as the sheep, you know, shepherd by the good shepherd. We, 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 we're seen as sheep. So he leads us out as sheep. But when we go into the wilderness, or what I see as a new day, you know, we, we, you have to see the garden in the wilderness. We always talk about this, but we are in the best place for that because outside still looks like a wilderness. But I know I see a garden. I see a new day. And so what I need in the wilderness is my flock. So he doesn't say, I'm going to lead you out of this, and when I take you into the wilderness, I'll just be with you. Yes, he will. But how does Yeshua see the family? We learned in I believe it's in Matthew how Yeshua sees the family. Uh, Jesus, your your uh, your mother and your brothers are outside. And he says, "Who is my mother? Who who are my brothers?" For those that, that are seeking the will of the Father, that's my mother and that's my brothers. And so what he's basically saying is there's some, there is a time that Yahweh comes. Yes, there's, I mean, I love my blood family. That's amazing. But Yahweh desires to put us in a flock because there's some things that we don't... There, I became more myself whenever I met Eva. It, people that knew me before Eva and before now, that, it's, it's almost unrecognizable Because there are things within Eva, there are keys within Eva that unlock some things within me. And until I came into contact with her, those things could not be unlocked. And then guess what? When Frank came along, all of a sudden he had a key that Yahweh sent from the throne room of heaven with him that unlocked a deeper revelation of who I am in this earth. And And then whenever Leo came along, yeah, he unlocked some major things in me. You know, he... He had like a whole key ring, but, but he unlocked some things in me. And then, and then beautiful Mila, there's such a tenderness that has opened in my heart. She has a key to make me more of who I am. In every relationship, I'm not the same man without Ben. I'm not the same man without my Aunt Cheryl. I'm not the same man without Trisha and Mike and Jonathan and all of you here. Like There, there are things within you and things within me that unlock secret places that you would not get if you weren't joined to the family. And, and so, so it's, it's so important to me to, to be faithful over the fact that I don't want to, to provide a place outside of being here for this for this and for today because I really believe what Yahweh is doing here with us uh, it, it's there there is there's this going on I believe around the United States around the world um but here in Bay County at least let's start let's start there okay I believe that Yahweh is giving us a blueprint of family of true family of what it really means to be a family that is past church right it's, don't get caught up in the terminology uh, but because this is, we're Sunday morning at 10. We sometimes have worship. We sometimes have speaking. We do things. But, but if you get caught up in just those natural things, yeah, you could call it just a typical church. But if you walk inside this room, if you talk to the people here, you start to realize that there are roots so much deeper. And see, it's not about uprooting something. Every, see, every time we move into something new, it's not that you go to the root and say, okay, it's time to grow, so I need to go. See, what happens if you just immediately go into growth? It's shifting, I'm gonna shift. I'm, it's time to grow. It's, this is a new day, it's time to grow. But sometimes you rip up a root that was there for your growth. I don't lay a foundation for a house and then go build the house over here because now this grass looks greener. So you know I, it took me a while to build this foundation and now that grass looks a lot better over there. So let me just go build the house over here. You can do that, but it won't sustain. We're built upon a foundation, foundational truths like the fivefold ministry, like Yahweh and Yeshua, the revelations there, like speaking in tongues, but there has to come a place where you say, there's going to be something more. We've got to grow into something new, but it doesn't happen by leaving the foundation that you were were founded upon. I say a lot, I say a lot that, that it might not look like the foundation. You might not see the foundation, but by the house that is built, you absolutely will know it's there. And you will will attribute everything in this growth by what was there in the first place. So I see, you know, we've we've talked a lot about the seed. And when that seed falls into the ground and dies, it it starts, that seed coat starts to read its atmosphere and realize it's time for growth. But before it ever grows up, it starts to grow down and plant those roots. And so I see the gathering, how Yahweh, Yahweh designed us. First, we came through with church, the church age. We, we, we might, it might have been somewhat religious to us. Now looking back, there might have been different things. It might look different. But really, ultimately, what the heart of that was, was that I want people gathered together with unified hearts and minds because what I want to do is eventually bring this place to where they see each other as, hey, this is my mother and this, these are my brothers. That Yeshua designed the family to be centered around him seeking the Father. And so, so I want us to be careful because I, I truly believe that Probably most of us in this room have dealt with semi-double-mindedness when it comes to this. Well, where do I stand on, on church? Like, how, like, I know some people are saying that it's just, it's, it should look like this, and it should look like this, and, and, and maybe we shouldn't do it just how we always have. And I agree with everything, but at the heart, I'm not willing to pluck up a root that was designed. I'm just ready within the family to see what more we have. Does that make sense to everybody? So it says, we, we, we've referenced the, the quote by Martin Luther, right? If we could just get the first two words of the Lord's Prayer, a lot more would make sense. Our Father. Our Father. That's how Yeshua told his disciples to pray. And I've always seen this and how, how we've talked about it here because kind of the progression of the revelation that Yahweh's been giving us, giving us was we started in this thing of daddy, kind of the awkward sunday of seeing daddy i love you and it was like okay well yes can we just go to abba or father or whatever else but there was a there was a shifting in us to see him as near and not just the creator of heaven and earth and all that's within it. That those are all truths. But when He wants to show you at Himself as Daddy, as Abba, as Yeshua, Yeshua saw Him. He's just inviting you into a deeper revelation of being a son. And it's not. It's it's, a, it's a, actually an invitation to a more near place with the Father. And so we went from that progression into being seated as a son. And I and I believe that what's what's coming from that is is this. True revelation, seeing something for the first time that you've been looking at all along, Apostle Ball says, seeing something for the first time that you've been looking at all along. Maybe you've been to church all along. Maybe you've been to the rock all along, but he wants to show you this, this thing, but open your eyes to this thing, right? He wants, to, he wants you to see it in a new light, in a different light, and what he's doing here will birth something in this county that I believe, you know, it says, the scripture, uh... I don't. I don't remember exactly which one it is, but he basically says that he's the father to the fatherless. Uh, he he uh, comforts the mother, uh, the widow, or um, something like that. I apologize, but what I'm getting to is that is at the end, at the end of it all, he says, he says, um, God, I'm so missing this scripture. I want to get the rest of it. I'm sorry. Give me just a second. Did I write it down? No. It's in psalms. You got it? What is it? Yes. He sets the solitary that's what I was trying to get to. But he sets the solitary in families. He sets, in, in other scriptures, says he sets the lonely in families. So, I believe that when we create a culture of family, when we truly become into this thing that's family, it won't be someone coming in here and being like, okay, well, let's see what the message is. Someone can walk in this room. We're, we talked about the UPS man who walked in this room and said, I feel the glory of Yahweh in these walls. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. Because there's a family that comes together for the one thing, the real thing, and he takes people that might be in solitary, that might be lonely, and puts you in families. I I say it all the time, the kingdom is not about isolation, it's about the family. It's about bringing us together. So I've always seen our father, right, as If we got those first two words, then we could understand a whole lot more. Our Father. He's our Father. There's such depth. Our Father. But how important even more now is to realize that he says, our Father. The word our, he tells his disciples to pray. Not my Father who art in heaven. To me, that almost seems like a deeper revelation to see like my father, like he's mine, like he, he's, he's near to me, my father who art in heaven. But he says this, our father, our, he desires that you be together, that you walk together, not alone, not lead you into something. See, a sheep, a sheep that, that, des- that sees the grass greener on the other side, that wanders off, They might think they're going to something new, but actually they're making themselves susceptible to the wolf. And it's not necessarily that it's just because sheep flock together that we're all good. It's the fact that we're sheep led by the shepherd, that we've come together as a family and submitted our hearts to Yeshua. We've centered ourselves around him. And so I've just been hearing this, our father, our father. There's a, uh, a really, really powerful story in Samuel, and it's of, of, of the, the relationship and Ben and I actually talk about this a lot, but it's of the relationship of Jonathan and of David. And, and the Bible says this. the Bible says that their hearts were knit. Ben loves that word. It says their hearts were knit, and it says that, it said that Jonathan, that Jonathan so loved David that he saw David as his own soul or his own family. And and, and how the story goes is that Jonathan, if you think about this, and I never saw this, I was just reading about this again, but if you think about Jonathan is actually the rightful heir to the throne. He, He actually, in the line, in the lineage of how the kingship should be, Saul is his father, but what Jonathan recognizes on David is the anointed one the one that's been anointed, and Jonathan dedicates his life because they don't see themselves as separate, they see themselves as knit. But here, think about this even deeper. In that day, when the family changes leadership, when there's a new line of leadership, this new line kills everybody in the family, wipes them out in the other side, so by Jonathan knitting his heart to David and helping David, he essentially is signing a death wish to his lineage. Think about that heart that says, look, we've been brought together as family, and since we're family, I, I, I know what is speaking to me. I, I know that, that, that you're anointed, and so I, it's okay if, if, I need to, if I need to lay down, because if you are successful, even if the natural, if I am dead, my line will continue somehow. My life will not be in vain. So Jonathan knits his heart to David, and he sees him as the anointed one. And what happens later on down the line is Jonathan and his father and a lot of his family actually do die in war. But this is where it gets amazing. This gives me chills to think about. So David, after this war, and he's, in, he's, seated, on the, he's, seating, he's seated on the throne of kingship. He, he sits there and he, says, he gets his servants together and he says, I want you to find the family of Jonathan. Go find the family of Jonathan. And what happens is, is that they find a son named Mephibosheth. Something like that. I think that's how you say it, Mephibosheth. It's a weird name. Yeah, Mephibosheth. He found. He finds Mephibosheth. They bring him to David, and David restores every bit of wealth, of palaces, of land, of everything to Mephibosheth. And the thing about him is that he was actually lame, and the reason was was because in, in battle when he was he was a, it says he was a baby that someone dropped him and I, I they don't really say but his legs might have been broken. However it might be, he he's lame. So here's Mephibosheth that should be being put to death when they find him. But he's brought into the king's house, and David restores everything back to him, and the palaces, and the lands, and the wealth, and the gold. And now he walks in everything that he could have need of, but then David takes it a different, a different route. He says, listen, I know now you have everything. I know now you have everything, but see, your father is My brother. And essentially, you're my family and I have a place at my table for you. So there's, a, there's, there's this element that in family, when hearts are knit, outside of bloodlines, but when hearts are knit, that, that even in lameness, it's completely covered because do you think that anybody sat there and thought of Mephibosheth as, a, as the lame rich boy then? No. He was seated by the king. He lived with the king. And, and I just see such a, Man, it's so powerful to think of, it's so powerful to think of like my relationship, even I use Ben a lot because there was a time in, in transition and going that Ben and I sat in a room up there and we just shared each other's hearts and we talked and there was, there was he, he carries that heart of like, however this thing's supposed to look, whatever it may be, let, let's just make this thing happen. And he and he, he genuinely, and this. and it's hard for me to even say this, but Ben serves me so well But I, in turn, serve him so well. And there's such a family atmosphere here that I feel like Yahweh's giving us, giving us. It's a laying down of what we have. It says to rejoice with those who are rejoicing and mourn with those who are, it's not, there has to be a rejoicing when stone goes off. There has to be a rejoicing when Andrew goes off. Because You want to know why? If Stone sat up here and was crying the entire time and was devastated and didn't want to go, well, you know what our response would be? is like, hey, you know, you don't have to go. Here's family, like we're with you. We'll mourn with you here. We'll let this thing go. But when smiling from ear to ear and excited and joyful and says, I leave at 3.45 a.m. in the morning, I can't wait, we should say, yes, come on, man. We're so excited for you. It, 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 you, now we have one less in our house and we have one less amazing musician that comes up here and plays and, and it's weird, but all to, all, count it all joy, right? We count it all joy. That's the heart of the family. So, so I truly bef- believe you start to become more of yourself. I believe that I have stepped into a greater revelation of myself by stepping into not, not just this role, but when I was joined to this family, I started to truly see this as, as, uh, as my family. Not just words. Like, I, see, I, I'm careful with saying stuff like that because it's, there are a lot of people that use that terminology. And, and, and this isn't meant, this, every, you, you, we don't have to be right. Just because we are right doesn't mean someone else has to be wrong, right? So if, when I speak these words, I don't want you to go into this place of, yeah, see, we're doing it right and they're doing it wrong. That, if you do that, you miss what I'm trying to speak to you To to this house, okay? Like, just because other people live stream doesn't mean they're wrong and they've got the wrong heart. In fact, I had the right heart, just Holy Spirit spoke to me to do something different. Here. Uh, And and here we're supposed to redeem the nucleus of the kingdom, which I believe is the family, surrounded by or centered in in the sun. You know, and I and so like I So that's the word to us. Okay? Don't don't let your mind go anywhere else. I'm careful with that because I want if, if we do that, we won't ever understand the depth of family and what we're called to do here, right? Amen? Yes. So I want to look at something, a scripture that uh, Yahweh gave me. Actually, maybe two. Um, and I did have it written down. He said, the lonely in families. Come on now. That's right. Uh, So this is found in Revelation 3, and we're going to start in 14. Oh, Ben's already lit over here. I said Revelation. And it says, And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things say the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth because you say I'm rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with the eye salve that you may see." What I want to pull out here and what I've heard so much spoken in church is, I would that you either be hot or cold, but because you are lukewarm, I vomit you out of my mouth. How that has always been taught to me. Now, hear, hear, hear me in this, because this, this, is, this is the living word. If this is the living word, then just because I read this scripture one time and had a revelation on it doesn't mean I, why, why on I've read this scripture 100 times, but 101 times changes something. It's because it's alive and it shows you something from a different angle when it's married with the Holy Spirit within you. Again, I don't have to be right and someone else who had a revelation on this be wrong. But here's what I see and here's what I believe in this. We've always been taught or I've always been taught how I've always thought about it in my mind is there's either the hot people that are on fire for the Lord and love the Lord or the cold people that, you know, might be drug addicts and, you know, and, 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 you know uh, whatever. Just, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, whatever. Or, yeah, churchgoers that whatever. They just, it's just like they, they are just whatever. Yeah, it's either hot, I'm on fire for the Lord, or cold, it's a good thing, like, I'm good because, you know, I don't know him. I don't, it's, I'm not, I'm fine. But then you get these people in the middle that are lukewarm. And that actually, just the heart of that makes Yahweh disgusted and he vomits them out of his mouth or Yeshua vomits them out of his mouth. But here's the thing that I started to look into this. And you have to read everything in the Bible out of the context in which it's being portrayed. And John is speaking to Laodicea. Laodicea is actually a very wealthy city. A very well, they're, they're rich in textiles, they have a, an amazing textile industry, they, they, they have a lot of gold, and they actually are advanced in the medical field, and they make this eye salve where they scrape off the, the top of a rock, they mix it in mineral water, and it actually is something that you can put on eyes and, and, and takes out the bacteria. So these are the three areas that, they, that they're very, very good in. Okay, And what happens is that they actually have an earthquake that completely changes their landscape and, and, and messes everything up. And, and people come in and want to help them. But Laodicea, because they've been so successful, they, they, they deny any help. And they say, we can do this on our own dime. And we can do this by our own power. And they rebuild their city. So there's some background. So we're talking to Laodicea. Now let me tell you something else. Uh, This is something that I found and I read, and it says this. It says, The large population and extensive textile industry in Laodicea required an ample water supply. The three major cities around the valley, Laodicea, Colossae, and Arapolis, all had distinct water sources. This is so crazy. Laodicea piped water from the mountains to the south. After six miles in an aqueduct, the water arrived lukewarm with a gritty concentration of calcium carbonate. Kulisi was tucked in the foot of the mountain of Honaz, where cold mountain runoff water poured down to the supply to supply the city with fresh water. And Arapolis was positioned on the magnificent hot springs that emitted mineral rich waters, attracting visitors from all over Asia to its therapeutic baths. All three cities lie around the Lycos River Valley but their water supplies distinguished them whereas Herapolis had hot water beneficial for the therapeutic purposes of uh, for therapeutic purposes and Colossae had cold water for a refreshing drink Laodicea's piped water was best suited for the textile industry or flushing the city's plumbing system if you ingested the water it would be it would function as an emetic causing you to vomit okay so Knowing the background changes the entire scripture of how we've read it. I would that you not be hot or I would that you would be hot or cold, not lukewarm, because if you're lukewarm, I vomit you out of my mouth. He's not saying I wish that you were good or bad, just don't be in the middle. What he's saying is, I supply a source here. And I supply a source here. But if you are hell-bent on doing everything yourself in isolation because you think you have all that you need, and you're not willing to plug yourself into a source, or how I see it today as into a family, into a place that where you aren't complete without this, without this union, and that doesn't want to hold my hand, without this union, <laughs> she's so blown away by what I just said, she's just like... But by this union, if this doesn't happen, Mark is never Mark. I'm just an inferior version of Mark. If this this doesn't happen, I'm not Mark. I'm an inferior version of Mark. And so what happens is Yahweh says, I've designed you. I've put the lonely in families. I've designed the church to operate as a body of Christ, to operate as the family here. And if you, are, if you are so satisfied with you having everything you need and sitting behind a computer screen and, and, and just watching or just listening to any podcast that tickles your ears, then, then you, you actually are like Laodicea's piped water that makes me vomit. And so also listen to this. He comes back and it, it makes sense now what he talks about. He says, I counsel you, Laodicea, who is wealthy in gold. Who, who has an amazing textile industry and makes garments, who also, who also has this medical breakthrough in, in this eye salve. And he says this, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And I anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. He takes the three industries that they are actually wealthy in and successful in, and he says that these are the three areas that you need to come to me in. You can't do this by yourself. And he doesn't even ask them just to come to him. Because in his statement of, I I wish you would at least be hot or cold, I wish you would at least look for the sources that I put literally right in your path, right here. They're right in your face. If you would at least seek those sources, that, that would make my heart happy. But because I have to drink from your water of your selfishness, it actually makes me vomit you out of my mouth. Does that change your perspective a little bit on this? So I, so I lead them out as sheep, but I take them into the wilderness like a flock we've been led out of things individual and you do not forsake the assembly but you also don't forsake the secret place. We hit that heart today. You have to have if you're not living in that heart, if you're not living in the presence, if that's not something that's meaningful to you and we don't and we don't live this pseudo Christian lifestyle where we, you know, come into church and act like we've been walking in it but we start to see that this is the life-giving source. I can't do this on my own. I'm going to first seek the source and then come into a family. This is the flock. He has you as a sheep. He wants to lead you, but where he takes you when he takes you out of something is he plants you into a family. And I've read a lot of places in the scripture, Seeing, if you watch Yeshua in healings, a lot of times there's actually a, a, a scripture with a little boy who's possessed that he, his dad brings him to him. And what, Yahweh, what Yeshua does is he says, first he separates himself from that spirit. He says, first I'm gonna deal with the root of this thing and I'm going to cast out this, this spirit. Then he goes through a healing process with him. He heals the boy. So it's, so it's first, let me separate this. I did not put that in you. You understand that first, I, let, let's get things straight. I'm a good, good father. Uh, like, no matter what the outcome, I'm good. So he separates himself and he rebukes the spirit as he says, that, That's not of me. There's a spirit, but that's not my spirit. When he casts out that spirit, he leads the boy into healing. It says he heals him because he was throwing himself down, so he's obviously bruised and broken. He heals this boy. And then you know what the next step is? He puts him back in the daddy's arms. So he always takes you out of something to bring you into something. And so many times we get stuck out of, the, 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 the spirit was cast out. I'm not dealing with that anymore. But did you walk through the healing process as a sheep? Okay, so, or, or did you skip the, the casting out of the root, root and step right into the, to the healing phase? Because you might experience some healing, but if the root is still there and the spirit's still within you, one day that thing's going to rear its ugly head. So there's a process and there's an order, and an order is not meant to, to, to tie us down. It's meant to actually open things up. But we don't just cast out things because we're like, that's old news. It's not church anymore. We don't, do the, the, we don't need to gather anymore. We just do whatever we want to do. Yahweh put that as a rooting system. Now just let him put another root down in here. Let him see it differently. And then from there, out of that, out of that foundation, let's grow into something beautiful that looks like a family that's changing the culture around us. That's a huge, huge revelation. So, So Yeshua... Cast the spirit out. He heals the boy. And then he puts him back into his daddy's arms. Because this is the sustaining process of how he designed us. He said, I'm, this is not how you were designed. You weren't designed to be throwing yourself down and, 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 and hurting yourself. This, let me separate you from this. And then I'm going to walk hand in hand with you. And where we're walking to does not look like just the greater version of yourself. I'm going to put you back into the arms of family. Yeah. Because that is the sustaining heart of what uh, of what Yahweh does in the family, good. I hope that is cool to you. That's cool to me. The layout of see thing, that's awesome. I would that you be either hot or cold. I wish that you would be connected to something other than yourself. I wish that you would stop, men. I've given you a lot. It goes right back to what did we say this morning? What did we say? What what was that thing that came, the scripture that came out of me this morning, which was, though I have the gift of prophecy and I I, I can fathom all mystery and all knowledge and I have the faith that makes mountains move, I have all of these things, yet I don't have love for something other than myself. That I'm not rooted in love, I, I am nothing. And so there's such a, there's such a, Desire in my heart, I believe what it's, it's what Yahweh's opening up here. And I feel like that's just some of the context of what he's given me. And I'm not going to go too much further with this. In fact, y'all can stand with me. Um, I, uh, I believe he's going to start imparting some of these things into us. Yeah. That he's, he's really for those. And you know, we've, whether you stayed here through the storm and through the transition and all these things going on, whether you stayed here because that's what you've always done, whether you stayed here because you just want to see what's happening or whatever it might be, honestly, we actually all together exercised, we actually exercised the, the true family. Yeah. Yes. And I commend us for that, that we, through, through thick and thin, I mean, this morning I would have had to have canceled service with the outlook of, of the rain. And we, we, can't, we were talking about this this week, we canceled maybe three services throughout that entire horrible, horrible weather season after the storm. But today would have been one of those days that I probably would have had to cancel. But we weathered that to get here, not 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 to get not to get to not to get to there. We're, we're not trying to we're not trying to grow before we root. That's not what this this family's about. Rooting, and if and if it's my kids that are the ones that grow, hallelujah, God Almighty. If it's if it's David the one that's anointed that goes, and I just have to be a Jonathan to the next generation, all day long, baby all day long because I can't do this thing on my own. Yahweh didn't design me that way and he didn't design you that way. The last thing I want to pull out here is there's, a, there's, a, there's this, uh, it's actually Eva was the one, first one to say this, but you remember when, he, when, uh, when the, the, the scribe came to Yeshua and he said, what is the greatest commandment of all? He says, what is the greatest commandment of all, Yeshua. Yeshua responds with two. You ever notice that? He he starts, he starts with with the one. He says, he says what, what's, the, what's the greatest one commandment? Can I can you can you just tell me the one thing that, that changes everything? But he actually responds with two because they are they they have they need each other for, to, to operate the kingdom. And he first says, to love your God with your heart, soul, body, and mind. Everything within you, love him. And we love to we love to plaster that one up on a poster or get it tattooed on our body like just singularly. Because that's true. Love your God with all your heart, soul, body, and mind. That sounds great. But then he comes over here and he says, And love your neighbor like you love yourself. Have a heart of Jonathan. That sees people that have been joined to you as if they are yourself. You are one. You'll never hear me uh, marry somebody or talk about marriage without first pulling out the idea that today we're not just coming together to walk hand in hand, but we're actually, the Bible says, we're coming together as one because he puts the image of himself, not just in the male, but he also puts it in the female because together they show forth the true nature of Yahweh's being. So he comes in and he says, love your God with all your heart, soul, body, and mind and love your neighbor like you love yourself. And I've seen both of these independent of each other, but actually they operate together. Because you can, if, you can, if you can get this, if you can be in your secret place dwelling, if you, can, if you can feel the presence of Yahweh, if you can step in that and desire a heart to be a son and day, from day to day to day to day, that that's what you walk in, then I'm going to put you in this family to where you start to see people the way that I see people. And not in this place of like, I got to be right. But with compassion, with truth, with truth, but with compassion. And I promise you that if you get, that you love your neighbor like you love yourself, you will be sent into a deeper love for the Father. There's different dimensions of this thing. And they operate back and forth. So, so I, I, I'm... I don't want to. I, I don't want you to ever look at things that I say as I'm trying to convince you, because I believe that this house really understands. This. If what we walk through, it's hard to not get to the place where we feel at least a little bit like family. <laughs> you know, we've gone through it. So, like, but I want to give us some context for what Yahweh is doing here in Bay County with us. Amen. Amen. All right. Yahweh, we love you. We bless you. We thank you for your revelation word. We, we, I just ask that, this, that our spirits and our hearts and our minds are open to this, Yahweh. Let this be a seed planted that is rooting within us. Let us not seek for just more answers of what we need, but let's just recognize that Yahweh is, is planting us in a place that, that, that has everything that we need within it in a family that has everything, that, that we are complete within Yeshua and we are complete within the family, Yahweh. Let this revelation go deep within us and, and come alive in us. And I just speak protection and, 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 and peace that passes understanding over everyone in this room. I ask for a greater presence of you in their lives and in their families' lives. Declare this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Y'all be blessed. I love you. Thank you for listening. For more information on the Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.